Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone, and a very warm welcome to episode number three. Today, I'm talking about why you eat when you don't want to. And what I mean by that is actually, why is it that a part of you wants to eat and a part of you doesn't? I used to be desperate to lose weight. I literally would have done anything to be slimmer. I knew what foods to eat and what foods not to eat. I even loved fruit and vegetables and the foods that would be good for me to eat on my quest to be slimmer. And yet I still ate chocolate and ice cream. I still had too many crisps and dips on a Friday night. And when I ate these foods, sometimes I would feel conflicted. And other times I would simply forget that I didn't want to eat them until I stood on the scales on a Monday morning. I used to wonder how something so important to me could be so easily forgotten after a glass of wine or when crisps and dip were offered or when the artisan coffee shop had a particularly amazing selection of cakes on display. How could I be so capable in so many areas of my life, and yet so incapable of something that should be relatively easy, simply not eating too much at mealtimes, and not eating or saying no to food between meals? And when I was questioning myself, and wondering why I was so incapable, why I couldn't stick to a diet, I blamed myself. I started to think that maybe I was flawed in some way. I felt so frustrated so full of shame about my inability to lose weight and to keep it off. And I know that I wasn't alone in thinking and feeling this way. My clients tell me it's how they feel too. So if you can relate, today's podcast is for you. Listen in and you will learn why you eat when you don't want to. You will understand you're not a failure. You're not flawed. You are perfect just the way you are. So there are four main reasons why we eat more food than we need and foods that don't help us on our weight loss journey. And I'm going to go through them all now. First, I'm going to talk to you about over-desire and your brain. Then we're going to examine emotional discomfort and how that contributes to overeating. Then we're going to talk about insulin imbalance. And lastly, I will explain how society and industry are contributing to the problem. And I'll also be diving into each of these four areas more deeply and importantly, giving you strategies to manage them in forthcoming episodes. But before I do that, I just want to be really clear about something. If you are overweight, and I guess that if you're listening to this podcast, you are, then I want you to accept that you are overeating, that you are eating more than your body needs for fuel. This is important because so many of you think that you're eating like a normal person or exactly the same way as your slim friend, and so you shouldn't be overweight. First off, eating like a normal person means eating like a person who is overweight because more than 65% in the people in the UK are overweight. And secondly, even if you eat the same as your slim friend, or being overweight is genetic because it runs in your family, or you are taking medication, which means that you gain weight or it's difficult for you to lose it, or you have a medical hormone imbalance. Even if one or more than one of these is true for you, if you are overweight, you are eating more than your body requires for fuel. You may have very valid reasons for why you are overweight and why you don't deserve to be overweight. 
But do you want to use time and energy justifying those reasons? Or do you want to 100% own your excess weight so that you can 100% own creating the solution for you losing it? So let's talk about over-desire and your brain. Did you know that you are programmed to eat? Your primal brain's job is to compel you to do life-preserving activities and to stop you from doing life-limiting activities. And eating is a life-preserving activity. Now, your brain compels you to do life-preserving activities because they are pleasurable. That is, doing these things trigger the neurotransmitter dopamine to be released in your brain, and dopamine gives you pleasure. So for the survival of the human species, just like other species, we humans are programmed to do things that give us pleasure, like eat, have sex, and seek out others for comfort and companionship. The problem is that, of course, food is far more readily available than it was thousands of years ago, when we lived in caves and had to forage for food or catch it and kill it. So your brain, specifically the primal part of your brain, motivates you to eat. That is challenge number one. The second problem is that our primal brain is programmed to make us do things to avoid pain. Now, thousands of years ago, this would be things like induce fear of wild animals so that we stayed safe in the cave and didn't risk going out unnecessarily in case we were eaten. But because the world in which we live today, we don't have the same risks of physical pain like we did all those thousands of years ago, today we have learned to avoid discomfort. Now that discomfort may well be the discomfort of being cold or the discomfort of sleeping on a hard floor, but it's also very much the avoidance of emotional discomfort, negative emotion, emotional pain. Those feelings, remember the model framework from episode two, those feelings, the vibrations in our body that don't feel good, feelings like loneliness, stress, boredom, and we've learned to dull, numb, or temporarily suspend those feelings by eating food that gives us temporary pleasure. So we eat to avoid emotional discomfort. Anytime we eat because we want to feel better, whether that's to avoid negative emotion or increase our dose of positive emotion, we are eating for emotional reasons. We're not eating because the food will nourish and fuel our body. Whether you consider yourself an emotional eater or not, I urge you to check in and ask yourself why you want to eat or why you are eating. Is it because it's been four or six hours since your last meal and you're physically hungry? Or is it because you think it will be nice to have whatever it is? The thing is, eating to feel better has become normal. The third thing I want you to consider is what's happening in society and the food industry. We humans added fuel to the overeating problem and are fanning the flames. The food industry knows that we get pleasure from eating food and they know that concentrating and refining food increases the amount of pleasure we get from eating it. This is why foods that are highly refined, such as biscuits, chocolate, crisps, cake and alcohol, tastes so good. They are not naturally occurring. When we eat some chicken breast or some fruit or vegetables, we get a little tiny bit of dopamine from them, which feels good. But when we eat refined foods, we get a lot more pleasure because we get a lot more dopamine. And our poor primal brain which if you remember is programmed to motivate us to seek out pleasure for the survival of our species, our poor primal brain thinks that those foods that give us a lot of pleasure must be hugely important to our survival. This is why, if it may sometimes feel as though you cannot not have something, even when you know it's going to hinder your weight loss efforts, it's because your primal brain believes your life depends on eating it. Now, fortunately, 
We also have another part to our brain, our human executive thinking part of our brain that knows better. And I will talk more about that and how we can use that part of our brain to help us create strategies for overriding our primal brain. And another problem with these highly refined foods, specifically those foods that contain sugar or highly refined carbohydrates like flour, is the impact that they have on other parts of our body. So eating these foods, which break down very quickly into glucose in our blood, requires our body to release large amounts of the hormone insulin to carry that glucose to other parts of our body. So some goes to our cells to be used as energy, then some goes to our liver to be stored there as glycogen, and then the rest is stored as fat. So the job of insulin is to move the glucose from the sugar and the highly refined carbs that we eat from our blood and store the excess as fat. But when we eat these highly refined foods and we eat frequently, like when we have snacks, our body is always having to release insulin to move the glucose out of our blood. And because insulin is a fat storage hormone, whenever it's in our blood, we can't simultaneously be accessing our own body fat and breaking it down so that our body can use it as fuel and energy. So the way in which our body is designed is that we eat some food and we store what isn't needed right away as fat. And then we use up that bit of fat we stored and it keeps us going until we eat again. But when we eat large amounts of refined, sugary, carby foods, and or we eat them often, for example, we have biscuits between meals or sugary drinks, our body never gets the chance to use up the fat it laid down because it's busy storing more fat. Which brings me to the last point, which is that eating more food than we need has been normalized by society. We go out for dinner and have three courses of food. We have parties as children that are laden with more fat and sugar than a tiny human could possibly need. We say that we are treating ourselves when we meet a friend and have cake with our coffee or have a glass of wine and some crisps with a colleague after work. We feel that we need to offer food or snacks if we socialise at home with friends. When we go to the cinema, we buy chocolate or popcorn or crisps and dips to eat whilst we're watching the film. And none of these examples are about giving our body nutrition and fuel it requires to be healthy. Food has become entertainment and a way of connecting with people. And that's fine until it's not. Until using it in the way in which we do becomes detrimental to our health or becomes a source of misery instead of pleasure. In summary, what's enabled us to survive as a species thousands of years ago is now literally killing us. We were designed for a different world to the one in which we currently live. Today, we need to adopt strategies to override all of our primary programming, all of our human instincts. Instead of seeking pleasure, avoiding pain or emotional discomfort and saving energy, we now need to avoid the pleasure of instant gratification for the benefit of long-term well-being. We need to embrace emotional discomfort and we need to get off our backsides and expend energy to take the time and effort to prepare healthy food instead of eating easily accessible microwave meal and we need to move our bodies. So let go of the frustration, shame, guilt, thoughts of not being good enough or being flawed because you're overweight and struggling to lose it and focus on the solution instead. That's what we're going to do in the next episode. I'm going to talk to you about how to eat right for you. One more thing before I go. To celebrate the launch of this show, I'm giving away £500 worth of amazing coaching gift cards. If you win, you get to choose whether to redeem your gift card against individual coaching, against my Lose Weight, Live Life six-month mastermind, or against my One Life Academy membership. 
So if you would like to win one of these amazing prizes, there are two ways that you can enter. The first way is that you could leave me a review on iTunes. Now, I hope you've enjoyed listening. And of course, if you feel this podcast episode was five star quality, then that would be amazing. But more importantly, I want your honest feedback so that I can incorporate it into future episodes and make it even better. And of course, all reviews get entered into the prize draw, no matter how many stars you give me. Now, unfortunately, iTunes doesn't share the details of who's left a review. So I need you to save a quick screenshot of your review and email it to me. My email address is Claire, C-L-A-I-R, dot Mackenzie, M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E, at sparklediscovery.com. And if you're unsure how to do a review, then go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash podcast launch for all the details. And the second way that you can enter is to share one of my social media posts about this podcast with your friends on Facebook. Again, to be entered into the prize draw, take a quick screenshot and email it to me at claire.mckenzie at sparklediscovery.com. Do both and you'll get entered into the prize draw twice. And if you didn't quite catch all these details, visit www.thebestyou.coach forward slash podcast launch for step-by-step instructions of how to leave a review and how to enter the prize draw. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership program, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life group coaching mastermind intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.